just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Coach Nick, what's the good word? Always start with the bicep. Can't really see it in the screen here, but uh, doing awesome. Doing awesome. Week away from Fourth uh, of July here in the states as we record today. So uh, just think about that actually. Oh yeah, what, what does that mean for you? Is that is that special for you in some way? Well, this is my tenth or eleventh Fourth of July. I'm, I'm only only now that I'm starting to kind of understand this. American cadence of holidays uh, that's so important in this country. It's it, like in this in England they're called bank holidays, like because the, the, there's no vacations American word. So it's not there's no it's holidays or bank holidays. The bank holiday is like a public holiday. Um, but they don't, I mean they have names, but not really. And there's like and because I grew up working in banking, it was a global. And especially in England, it's so close to Europe, and so there's not really a, oh, it's a holiday, so everyone's off. Only that's only Christmas and maybe Easter. But yeah, and uh, it's definitely a thing in America where it, like everything shuts down because it's Fourth of July. Right? So, so much traveling in this country and everything else. But learning to roll with it versus before, I'd be like, oh, is it a holiday this week? No idea. It's such yeah. a big deal here. Yeah, there's a lot of planning that goes goes into it, and like a you know travel plan. So I want to travel, do this. You got to book a ticket. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to make sure you need hosting. You can accommodate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Actually, um, I think one of our very first hangouts was during a July Fourth outing. Came in. That is very true. The pool. Yep. Yep. Good memories. Yeah. Well, uh, today I had a. Um, I thought, I think it was during a meditation, maybe a journaling exercise that uh, made me see a principle that we've talked about a bit more clear. And I wanted to bring that up today. So um, the power of focus. And I think so often we're not, you know, we kind of go through life without being particularly focused on anything in particular. And, you know, the analogy uh, that first came to mind is like, where, where are you looking? Where do you, where do you see things? <clears throat> excuse me right that that's our easiest understanding of focus is what we're like when i say what yeah what do you focus on you kind of think about where you're looking well i was doing this during my meditation where my eyes were closed and i asked myself am i can i be focused on something it's like yeah i i am focused on something and you don't need vision to have focus actually those are two different things and sometimes vision can be a distraction from what you're actually focused on. So I guess I wanted to bring that up and maybe come to a even deeper understanding with your help on, on the power of thinking about focus and might we untangle some of my belief systems about like it, it being tied to vision. How do you think about focus coach? 
I might even go as far to say I haven't even tied it to vision before. Even better. Uh, but, that, but that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, in other words, I'm saying see that. Uh, I had someone once in a coaching call and I asked them what you focused on. And they said, I'm not focused on anything. And um, maybe it was drilled into me, I suppose, but you always focus on something. It's not, it's not like, it's like a, it's like, I don't know, it's one of those weird visuals that pops into my head for no reason. Like I've, I've got a fire hydrant in my head that's just like open, you like gushing out water that you can't turn off. You've got to get a professional to come and turn this off. It's like, you can't turn it off. But what can you do, right? You might be able to like put something over it. You can't stop it, but you might be able to redirect it. You might be able to go in a different direction. And that's for me what focus is. It's always on gushing out. The only thing we can do is make sure that it's in a direction that we want that's useful for us. So, you know, what, what you focus on is what you get, you know, where focus goes, energy flows, uh, what you focus on expands. Like there's plenty of quotes around focus. And uh, yeah, it's not about what you're looking at, like physically, although that's a good, a good way of thinking about it, right? It's like, if you're faced and looking at a, a lion in the jungle, well, maybe it's not a good analogy. If you're, you're, faced, you're physically faced with something you don't want. Let's say you get um, in a in a down a dark alley and you're in a fight, right? It's like you could focus on that person, you could focus on that enemy, and think, okay, what do I do about this? What do I do about it? What I'm focusing, what focus on that, and you actually move towards it because you're looking at it and you're thinking about it. not like so you're physically looking at it, all your senses are on it. You're focused on bringing that to you, even though it's the thing that you don't want. You know, the best defense in that situation is actually to focus on something different, like getting the hell out of there. Mm. And that's where your energy goes versus your energy goes towards what you don't want, right? That's, that is why most of the time when you ask people what they want, what do they tell you, coach? They tell you what they don't want. They tell you what they don't want because they're focused on what they don't want. And even if you're focused on you don't what you don't, even if you know that you don't want it, and if you're fo you're still focused on it, you're still going to get it. The best, the best you can get is being okay with what you don't want. Yeah, because you're this still there. A good, a good tie to some of our previous conversations about toxic positivity. So this is uh, the counter argument to toxic positivity is that it actually is beneficial. Just replace it with another thought. Like what you know, I see this in, in politics, or you know, you scroll on Twitter. And you see something that you don't want, and then you engage with it, and you get more. You get more of it, and all of a sudden you're immersed in this thing that's driving you crazy. And how do you get away from that? You know, replace it with something else that you'd rather consume, as far as content is concerned. Yeah, it's 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 almost so simple that people don't believe it. Yeah, you just move on. So oh, I can't, I can't possibly move on. It's like you'll forget about it soon, right? Because you can't be in two places at once. It's like you either focus on something or you're not. Like you either, right. it's like trade trade expectation for appreciation and your life changes in an instant. So you can't mm. be grateful and mad. <laughs> yeah. you take, take your choice. You can't do those two things at once. It's like I, mm. if I'm focused on something I don't want, like there might be an instinct to go and attack it. Yeah. Yeah, side note to build off of that, and then I'd like to bring it back. So I, I just journaled about that too with, you know, every moment is pregnant with every single emotion. 
you can go from sad to happy in an instant and vice versa. So everything is available. There's infinite possibilities in every, every given moment. What are we, just, what are we paying attention to? And our environment seems to breed, you know, we seem to point fingers at it. Well, th this happened to me. So therefore I feel this way. We feel justified in the way that we feel, but to your point, we can, we can program our mind to, you know, I think people in our company, coach Rich does that all the time. I wonder what this is delivering for me today. This, this is difficult. This is very frustrating. Oh, I'm excited about what this is about to teach me. And part of that is that toxic positivity. But if you can do that genuinely and you practice that, then you, you're rarely rocked out of how you want to feel, the regardless of your environment. Important. Yeah. Practice is so important. Like It's like physically working out, right? And if you think about it, not for necessarily an athletic pursuit, but if you're physically working out for strength and uh reliability in your performance, flexibility, then when you get to uh, later on in your life, you're much less, le less likely to fall and hurt yourself because you've, mm -hmm. you've practiced for giving yourself that way you can, you can catch yourself if you fell over. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, oh, I'm getting a bit old now. I should probably start working out. Like, all right, better late than never. But if you're doing it the whole time, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fill and break my leg. It's like, okay, now I'm gonna go and start working out so I don't do it again. You've done mm. it in the first place, you don't need to correct it. And so you start right. with, well, life happens for us. That thing happened today that seemingly wasn't what I wanted, because that's what it is. It's not inherently good or bad or anything. It's just where you expected it to go. like. I have a good mm. thing in my life. I like having it there and I expect it to follow this trajectory. If it doesn't, then often it can be looked at as like, that's a bad thing. And I should associate bad emotions with that. It's mm. not inherently bad or good. It's just, that's what happened. And if it's life happened for us, that's the ultimate precursor to the focus. Mm. So if I'm already going in with not specifically to the situation, it's a global belief that life happens for us in the specific situation, situation specific beliefs are more likely to look at that and go, Oh, and now I see this opportunity specifically because of that. Mm. Bingo. Yeah. And a lot of it's programming, right? It's, it's how we've been conditioned up until yeah. this point, but awareness, as we always come back to awareness is the, is the key. And, uh, you know, if we combine those two principles, attention and awareness, you know, just a uh, simple meditation practice can show you how quickly we get away from awareness. We forget about it. We just get so immersed in that next thought that comes. It's crazy. And that's even when we're just sitting there doing nothing. So imagine living your life actively. It, it's very difficult to remain in that awareness state where your mind is going. It's crazy to think about. It is crazy. And I'm, I'm smiling because I've got another flashback to uh, some coaches I used to work with who would really do a great job practicing anytime something happened that they didn't want to happen, they'd ask, what's great about this? <laughs> what's great about this? And they used to get a point where it's just made it, they made it ridiculous, like every single tiny thing, but they're playing with it. And even by playing with it, they condition themselves to do it as well. It's like, what's mm. great about this? It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like getting out of the car and like dropping your wallet and the keys and on the phone, it's like on the floor. It's like, oh, what's great about this? 
Mm. If you practice that, like you might say nothing. Like the original, like the first instinct is like ah, nothing. It's just a ridiculous thing that's just like annoying in that moment. It's gone in a second. But it's not about that. It's about everything else that's after it, right? And then so you react in that way, and you go, it's the worst thing. And you walk into your house, and then there's something else in your house, which is just a little bit off. That mm. annoys you. And then it, like you, you're in a you're on a pathway to a person you don't want to be. You sit there for a second, and just go like, "What's great about my keys in my wallet? My phone just like fell on the floor. What's great about it is that my phone didn't break. That's great. Mm. What's great about it is it hasn't been raining out. What's great about it is that I wasn't parked over a drain. Like, what's great about it is that now I get to bend down and stretch my hamstrings. <laughs> like, like that, that's four things that are great things that just happened that you didn't expect to happen. Now, and it's not to mention, logical, right? Yeah, but not to mention the, the, the ones that are still coming that haven't developed yet because you went through that situation. You know, usually the next thing leads to something else greater too. So it's, yeah, exactly. It's directional. Mm-hmm. And then you walk into the house, like, wow, fourth great thing just happened to me. Yeah. That was awesome. And you walk in, you've got a smile on your face, and the people that are in your house go, oh, that's good. And they mm-hmm. might have just been feeling a little bit like, uh, and they see that, and it changes. And that changes and it changes. Next conversation, you go down the road like that, and then like, the whole evening is different. The whole day mm-hmm. is different. Yeah. What you focus on is what you get. Yeah, and that's the, 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 the tying it in the bow for me is we have, that's the one thing we have control over of all that we've talked about. We don't have control over the environment and the things that happen to us. We have control over how we react to it. And, you know, we just, sometimes we get in those, in those modes where we feel like we can't help it, but that's where we come back to awareness. Where am I? What do I have control over? How am I limiting myself with the way that I'm acting? Yeah. That and we we shared a little exercise on our coach huddle on Monday, coach with the rest of the coaches that I was leading, and that distinction around the suffering part was really what I wanted to share about that. You know, it's like if you're what's happening in your life doesn't make your expectations for your life in a totality, you're unhappy. And what we're talking about here is how you change what your expectation is on a continuous basis and set the baseline for it up front as well. So you're not having to constantly change it in the moment. Mm. So the what's great about this isn't something you have to think through and ask yourself the question where the first reaction was ah, it's it becomes the re- it becomes the response. Yes, and then and then you can start to say, well, okay, so I've got something that I don't want. Okay, how do I think about it? Okay, well, maybe I will change my life conditions, but in the meantime, I'm going to change my expectations as well. But that part that you were just alluding to there as well, there are some people that get stuck in some parts of their life where it's been that way for such a long time and they don't believe that they can change. Like they're, they're, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned limiting beliefs when we think about it. They believe their limiting beliefs. They're accepting their li- limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, all that is left is suffering because there's nowhere else for your mind to go. It's like there's nothing to do to change this. That's the ultimate suffering right there. Feeling right. like you can't change something. Right. You feel like you can't change your expectation or your life conditions. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, speaking of that, I have a great quote that uh, I was hoping I might fit into a very appropriate time here. And I, I think now is the time. Um, I wrote this down many years ago and it stuck with me so much that we are only limited by by two things. By your weakness of attention, which is appropriate for today's conversation and our poverty of the imagination. Hmm. 
So if you can think something up and then focus on it, you can do anything that you want. So our limitation can be summed up in, in one of those two ways, either uh, the weakness of attention or poverty of imagination. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Makes me wonder which, which one could I get more of a jolt from if I, if I focused on it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, for me, that's like the AAA approach we've got here at ProVars Coach. It's awareness, action plan. So awareness is the weakness of attention. Action plan is the is the poverty of the imagination or, or the riches thereof. And then perhaps you know the it's the execution of those of that those imaginative ideas that actually lead you to the physical realization of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and this is the case with any any business that you might have or any any goal that you're trying to achieve. You need to have a the space to be able to to create and to imagine and to and to wonder, and then the ability to commit to it and to focus on it and to to go out and get it. And you know we of course have lead. That's the whole purpose of lead dials, right? Our leg lead lift system. Our lead dials is that what what are we focused on? We are focused on these three things. Of all the other things that we could be distracted by, great. You know if we get to them too, awesome. But we do these things and knock these out over a period of time. We're going to get some sort of desired result. It's inevitable. Right. Right. And it's playing the game long enough to get the result. And, you know, what pops into my head, I'm thinking about where my business is right now. I feel like there's some lift items, right? So the lead is the activity we're doing every day of the week. The lag is the outcome, what we're trying to actually deliver overall, the milestones. A lift is like a mini project. Like they're playing a next level up game, right? It's like a big upgrade. It's like getting, you know, you know, running every day and then, then realizing that you're running in shoes that aren't appropriate for running and, and making a purchase to go actually buy the shoes. You're still doing the running every day, but now you're running in appropriate shoes. So you, you can continue doing the leads because it's more fun and you're getting better results and you get to your outcome quicker. Right? So you got those things to think about in, in the activity, but on, sometimes the activity doesn't get the out, it doesn't get the lag, but it gets you to a lift, like an interim lag outcome, if you will. Interesting. So say I want to improve my attention, the way that I focus on things. What might be a good couple things I could try or implement or do or practice or repeat? What do you want to focus on? I just want to, I want to focus on my attention. <laughs> okay. Where's it going? Is it? Yeah, maybe that's, that's the, the, the marker, right? What do I want to focus my attention on? What's so important that I'm willing to sacrifice the pursuit of other things to get this thing? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a problem that a lot of people face is there, you know, maybe that FOMO, that ability to commit to something that they want to focus on. Right, because that's the, yeah. just the decision. That's the most important part. Once I decide that I'm going to get that damn thing, because I'm focused on it, there's no, there's nothing going to prevent me from yeah. getting it. And it, it, there is an, there is another part to it as well, right? Because once you've done that once, twice, three times, your attention does get better. Like you've practiced it, the muscle's stronger, so it's easier mm -hmm. to get. That's why you can see people that feel like they're a million miles ahead. But they didn't start a million miles ahead. They just they just continued to go. 
Whereas you want to have the tension between maybe the practice of attention, which is you know, meditation in some respects, coming back to the thing you focus on, coming back to the thing you focus on, coming back to the thing you focus on. But also you need to have the thing that you're focused on that has enough emotional juice so you have enough leverage on yourself to go, this is more important than Twitter, so, yeah, to your point. Mm. Mm -hmm. But you have that tension. You've got to have it tied to something. Like, what is it that you want? And even if, even if it's not – most people don't have it screaming off the screens or off their mind, off the page, what it is that they want. And if they do – like there's still gonna there's still gonna be a challenge to get to it because you know you gotta have some gotta have some structure around execution. But it's about choosing saying, this is the right thing right now. Here are my reasons why. And the more reasons why written down and daily associated to, the more emotional leverage you got, like the more squeeze, the more juice you'll have in like the repository, the more energy you have in there to go every morning. I'm going, look, this is the most important thing. And these are the ten reasons why. And I'm reading them out and reading them out and reading them out. And today, in order to get to those things, like, yes, I am associated to that. That is the most important thing. That is what I'm doing right now. And today, these are the six activities that I'm doing that's going to get me to that. And then on top of that, you can have some other things where you can say, okay, I've got reminders, I've got my calendar, is it booked? Am I protecting my time? Yeah, all that stuff is like ancillary and it's mm -hmm. important and it adds juice to it. But if you haven't got enough emotional juice, enough reasons why to get to your outcome, then you're going to succumb to some of those distractions. And even if your attention strength, your focus on my, your focus on your attention strength is strong enough to get to you to that particular outcome, somewhere along the line won't be enough if you're not training it. Walk into a gym, you're six foot five, 250 pounds, you've never worked out in your life. If you start doing deadlifts, you're going to be able to most probably deadlift more than a 120 pound guy that walked in there that's never worked out in his life. You might have some different natural abilities. And if you want to be a power lifter, you can't just go to the power lifter stage and do the same thing because you're going to run out. Maybe most of the time in your life, you are going to be bigger and stronger than most other people. But we're talking about the elite. We're talking about pushing yourself to where you want to go. In some senses, you might say that the 250-pound, 6 for 5 guy is worse off than the 120-pound guy. How much further he's got to go to get competition on a regular basis? Hmm. 120 pound guy, I can see it all around him. Think about not necessarily in UFC, but in boxing because of the way it's set up. Oftentimes, over the years, countless champions haven't fought the right people that they should have fought because it's too challenging. Or it's the people that actually are there out to fight them that will give them a decent fight aren't willing to do it because there's too few far between. Right? You hmm. might be better off the other way around. So whatever it is, you've still got to do your reps. You've still got to get get to know what you want and why you want it in order to do to get the reps in. Mm. So whatever it is, you've got to know what where you're going to. You've got to have your reasons, and then you can actually look at the practice of doing the focus on the attention. So I can got my attention ready, but why? Why do you need it? Right. Reasons come first, answers come second. Mm. Love that. <clears throat> That'll be my takeaway today. Of, of all the things I could focus on, it's not just about picking something, although maybe it is a little bit about that, but, but why are you picking what you pick? Because that's what's going to drive you through. That's what's going to allow you to keep attention more, more focused upon that thing, your why, your reasons. Actually, the work itself 
will figure it out whether it's right or not. So if you're there going, mm. this is what I'm going to pick. This is the thing that feels strongest right now. And maybe it doesn't feel super strong, but I'm going to, I'm going to validate. I'm going to go through and ask myself to provide 10 reasons why this is the most important thing right now. Why is it must? And you might get three and go, I've got nothing. This can't be it. What's another example? And whatever the maximum amount you can get to, you might say, look, you know what? This is, I've got five reasons here. I feel like it could be stronger, but this is the strongest thing right now. Mm. And you can still play it through. You know, I say, well, if I have all those things, like what will it, what allow me to do afterwards? What type of person will I become? What will I have learned about myself? Why, why would I do this right now? If I, if I had this right now, what would it give me? Right. And you can play with those exponential questions as well. Right. And that's going to be more association to those emotions and emotions equal motion. Right. That's the, the, your emotions is your leverage for everything. Mm. Love that. Maybe a good place to keep it. Oh, we're still bringing in it, bringing in the episode. Yeah. With double, double biceps and then leaving that way too. And coach, this is episode 150. It's been a pleasure. Congratulations on the milestone. We are here. It's pretty awesome. Wow. We've arrived. Yeah, it's the beginning. Yeah, it feels like we're just getting started. That's right. Yeah. All right. Great stuff, Coach. Appreciate you. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achievers Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.